Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. I am not Thomas Rock Lindsay, as you were just informed by our intro. I am your other host, Robert Attridge, and I'm back, fresh off of vacation, back from Europe, and it's good to be home. Uh, you know, it's it's funny, this was my second trip over to Europe. I went about 15 years ago uh, with a friend of mine back in my younger single days. Uh, we went over there, you know, somewhat without a plan. We we bought the uh, Eurorail or Eurorail Pass, uh, which is the train pass, and we just tried to see, you know, how many places we could visit in our two weeks there, uh, and get there by train. It was uh, a fun trip, but you know, we were just constantly on the move. It was kind of kind of tiring just being on the move so much. So I told myself, you know, if I ever get a chance to go back to Europe. I would just pick two or three cities to visit and spend a little more time in those two or three cities uh, to get get to know those cities a little bit better. Well, fast forward to today, I'm married now with a family, and the opportunity recently arose for us to go back to Europe. Uh, So we started planning a few months ago, and as I was talking with my wife, about where we should go, I I mentioned my previous experience and said to her that we should really just pick a couple of places and and spend more time in those places. Well, this was her first trip to Europe and the kids' first trip to Europe, so trying to agree on where to go was not all that simple. I had been to Rome, for example, Um, so I would have liked to see somewhere else, but, you know, they hadn't been to Rome and, you know, if you're going over to Europe, Rome is a a must see, in my opinion, a must see destination. Um, Paris was a place that I had not been and, uh, my wife wanted to go there. So that was definitely on the list, you know, so going through this practice, you can see how it uh, easily gets out of hand. Uh, so we ended up going to Paris, London, Rome, Venice, and then we finally wrapped up the trip visiting uh, my wife's brother in Belgium, just south of uh, Brussels uh, in, in Belgium. So a, a few more stops than just the two or three cities, but I didn't think it was too bad. But like I said, it was a great trip. It's good to be back, and this is not a travel podcast. So uh, enough about me and let's get into today's topic. So today I wanted to talk about managing unemployment claims and how this often overlooked aspect of your business can cost you big time down the road if it is ignored. Keeping control of your labor costs can be challenging enough for any business, so you don't want to compound those costs with increasing unemployment tax rates every year. Now, I've talked with business owners over the years who have had very little understanding 
that their current state unemployment tax rate was affected by their former employees filing unemployment claims. It seems that they believed that the unemployment insurance tax rate was what it was, and it was the same for every business, and there wasn't really anything they could do about it. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I've also had business owners tell me that they wanted to make sure that a specific employee that was leaving the company was granted unemployment benefits. To me, this is a little bit backwards thinking. You should want your former employees to get another job instead of going on unemployment. Former employees being on unemployment does not help anyone. The former employee is far better off getting a new job, and your business is far better off not having the former employee staying on unemployment benefits for an extended amount of time. One reason I believe that many businesses tend to overlook the management of unemployment claims is that it's difficult to quantify how much you're actually saving your business, if anything, by putting in the effort now to manage claims, simply because you won't feel an immediate savings. You have to think of it as an investment. You're investing time and resources now to manage unemployment claims in hopes that you will benefit from a reduced unemployment tax rate in the future. Now, just a quick disclaimer. I'm going to speak in general terms while discussing this today as all 50 states have their own unemployment program. And while they may all have similarities in the way that they are managed by the state, they also will have some differences from state to state. That being said, the main idea of today's topic is for you to manage your unemployment claims, so minor differences in how each state does things is not really important in today's episode. So when you're a new employer, you're going to be assigned a new employer rate in the first year or two that you're in business. This rate is determined by the state as somewhat of a starter rate, and typically all new businesses would be assigned this new employer rate for the first year or two. After that first year or two, however, you'll start receiving a new rate annually by your state agency that oversees the unemployment insurance program. You'll notice that your rate will vary each year based on your business's experience rating. Your business pays unemployment tax based on the assigned rate on all taxable wages up to a specified wage base. Each state has its own designated wage base. A couple of examples. In Arizona, the new employer rate is 2% and is paid on a wage base of $7,000. This means that the business is assessed an unemployment tax of 2% on the first $7,000 in wages paid to an employee every year. So that is $140 per employee per year in Arizona. Another example, Hawaii, which has one of the highest wage bases for unemployment, has a new employer rate of 2.4%. But their wage base is 44000 so that's $1,056 per employee per year. Quite a bit of a difference there. The wage base is set by the state and is the same for all employers in that state. The rate, however, will fluctuate based on your specific experience rating, and this is where you want to try and manage that rate as much as you can. So what is meant by experience rating? Well, simply put, The amount of tax that your business has paid into the unemployment system versus the amount of benefits that has been paid out to former employees that have filed unemployment claims. If you have paid in more tax than has been paid out in benefits, there's a good chance that you'll receive a decrease 
in your unemployment tax rate. Conversely, if you have paid in less tax than has been paid out in benefits, then you can pretty much count on an unemployment tax rate increase during the next rating cycle. Now, this is oversimplifying it a bit, but the formula that is used to calculate your rate can be quite complex and methods vary by state. There are service providers out there that can provide you with rate projections to help you forecast future rate increases or decreases based on your claims activity. Uh, one company that I have used, Equifax Workforce Solutions, uh, has helped, uh, helped me in the past with these rate projections. You'll also be provided a rate notice by the state that will give you some explanation of how the rate was determined. If you disagree with the assigned rate or think there was a mistake made somewhere, there's generally a period of time where you can dispute the rate determination with the state. So, what can you do to keep your rate as low as possible? Well, the fact of the matter is you have to be engaged in the unemployment claims process. Like most employment-related matters, unemployment processes are slanted in the favor of the employee, or in the case of an unemployment claim, the former employee. If an employee leaves your company for whatever reason and goes down to the unemployment office and files a claim for benefits, you should be notified of that claim. Far too often I have seen employers just ignore these claims and not provide a response to the unemployment agent that is handling the claim. And guess what is going to happen if you ignore it? The former employee is most likely going to be granted benefits, and those benefit payments are going to be charged against your unemployment account and be taken into consideration when the next rating cycle comes up. This will not help reduce your rate for future tax years. You also may need to stabilize your workforce. If you're experiencing high turnover in your workforce, this should indicate to you that you're heading towards a tax increase. You need to get to the bottom of why your company is experiencing so much turnover among your employees. Are your hiring practices bad, leading you to terminate unqualified employees? Are you hiring too many employees when there isn't enough work to justify it? This leads to layoffs, which leads to unemployment claims. Another thing you can do is to contest all questionable claims. You should be responding to each and every claim that you are notified of. This does not mean that every claim you respond to will go in your favor. Like I mentioned earlier, the unemployment system is generally in favor of the former employee when employment separation is involuntary. If an employee is fired, laid off, or position is eliminated, there's a good chance that that employee is going to be granted unemployment benefits but it's important to respond to these notices so that the unemployment agent can make the proper determination as to whether or not to grant benefits. In some cases, a fired employee may still not be entitled to benefits. It can depend on the circumstances surrounding the separation, so it's important to document the separation and provide that information when responding to the claim. Also, if an employee quits or otherwise leaves on their own, you'll still want to the information to be provided to the unemployment agent as well. You'd be surprised at how many times you receive a notice of unemployment claim and the reason that the former employee provided does not match what actually happened. This may be an opportunity for the claim to swing in your favor where otherwise if it had been ignored, the unemployment agent would have no other information to go from and would go with the employee's explanation. The bottom line here is that you or an agent on your business's behalf are engaged with each and every unemployment claim that is filed on your account. This is the best way to try to reduce your future tax rates and in turn save your company money. 
There are services out there that assist with claims handling and can act as an agent on your behalf. You can also look at partnering with a temp staffing firm to refer outgoing employees to in order to help reduce the amount of time that the employee may be receiving benefits. Because again, the longer a former employee receives benefits, the more it goes against your unemployment account, which can lead to a higher unemployment tax rate that you have to pay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. For more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe to the Small Biz Brainiac podcast on iTunes. Also, to keep receiving great free content, join the Small Biz Brain Trust Facebook group. You can also follow us on Twitter at Small Biz Brain. Uh, you can follow me directly on Twitter at Robert underscore Attridge. And you can find us online at smallbizbrainiac.com. Thanks for joining us today and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.